This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, as people know, or regular listeners to the show and regular readers of uh, Steelers.com, you, uh, myself, and, and Matt, Mike Pursuta have uh, put together our triple take rankings of the top five players at each position right. um, in this draft. And Bucky Brooks for NFL.com put together his top five list for this yeah, draft. I mean, he's got Think about he, mine and where we differ on those. Huh? Yeah, he's updated it. This is 3.0, so I assume this is going to be his last one uh, as we're just over a week out from the draft. Uh, so at quarterback, he has Bryce Young number one cj stroud number two hendon hooker number three followed by anthony richardson and will levis gutsy i know you put hooker at four which i was impressed with your moxie on that i thought about it didn't quite have the stones my list went stroud young richardson levis hooker but Stroud versus Young to me is really a toss-up. I, I don't feel super strong about one or the other. It is. And I do think that there is a gap between those two and the next the next three guys. Yeah. I think I like Richardson more than you do, just because I think he can live, he can survive for two years with athleticism and running. I just the don't ball. know that he's ever you know, there are certain guys who who are going to get more accurate or have shown that they can be more accurate. But not everybody gets more accurate. Not everybody does. That, and and the said. guys, like when we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Josh Allen getting more accurate. Well, he was still reasonably accurate in college. Like he was a 60% passer-ish mm-hmm. in that and range. Joe Burrow now either. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Richards is a 50% passer in college. Yeah, it, it's worse. I mean, it was, his competition was a little harder, but still. You know, like we didn't do a lot of talking about the Jalen Hurts contract. Like – I've heard a lot of this since he signed the deal and I'm sure it's from agents and the team and everybody's excited about Jalen Hurts. Great. But they said every day he's been an Eagle, he's been the first person in the building and the last person out. And not that this matters, but he walks in with a briefcase and he treats it like a job, you know, like, and if Richardson takes that approach, he could be rewarded like Jalen Hurts. I just don't know. I mean, everyone's, Oh, he's a hard worker. He's a great guy. Yeah, but are you an obscene worker like Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady? If he is, he might be the best one in this class. If he isn't, he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, I think I, what I what I think I've seen happening here, and, and this is what I did as well. I've just kind of soured on Levis as much Me as too. anything. Me too. Quite a bit. Um, at running back, Bajon Robinson. Jameer Gibbs, those are pretty chalky. Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, I think he's locked in at three as well. Yeah. Devin Achain. And then Tajay Spears. Those those after three, I think, is where you get the a lot of movement there. Because it's what do you what are you looking for? Exactly. Do you want, a, do you want an explosive back? Okay. Do you want a, a guy who's 220 pounds and is gonna can carry the ball for you 20 times? What are you looking for in that back? Mm-hmm. It, I, I feel very wishy-washy about four through nine, to be yeah. honest with you. And, and they could all be good. 
They can all be good. But and, it's going to depend on where they land, too. I think I put Roshan Johnson in my final five. I, I think of all the backs, I have the best clue of what he is. And it's not dynamic, but it's solid. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like Brian Robinson from last year. Yeah, good call. Yeah. You know, like, he, he's, he's going to be a grinder. He's he's going to yeah. take the football. Um, you know, you can live with those guys. Yep, yep. I mean, he's big and he's talented. At wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba, number one. Zay Flowers, number two. Quentin Johnston, three. Jordan Addison, four. Jalen Hyatt, five. That's my exact list, I think. I think that might be mine, too. If, if not, it's yeah. darn close to it. It's darn close. I couldn't remember if I went high at five or downs, but they're, they couldn't be any more different. You know, it just kind of yeah. depends what you're looking for. But I feel pretty strongly about, say, Flowers at two now. At tight end. He moved Dalton Kincaid up to one. Michael Mayer's now down at two. Darnell Washington, who visited the Steelers on Tuesday, is three. Luke Musgrave, four. Sam Laporta, five. Those were my top five as well. I went with... I had Mayer number one, though. Okay. I regret it a little. Um, I I had Musgrave number one. I don't hate that. I I mean, I, I still like him more than consensus. But the more Laporta work I've done, and you had him in your top five, and I had him six. I had Tucker Craft at five. I like Laporta as much as any of these guys. You know, like, there's a couple dudes. Like, this is a Flowers argument. Iowa's offense was awful. Awful last awful. year. Awful, yeah. And he was the only thing they had going for him. And they've and got a pretty good track record with tight ends. Yes, 100%. And he's a lot more elusive. You know, like I love Musgrave and I love Washington, but they're not real wiggly. You know, like they don't have a lot of left-right agility. They run real fast in a big straight line and they're huge. But like Laporta gets a ball and makes someone miss and stops and starts and you know, and the whole world knows he's getting the football. He's a really good player. Yeah. If I was a young tight end, I would want to go to Iowa. Yeah, no doubt. Because I'm going to learn how to block and I'm still going to catch the football. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be very valuable to an NFL team. Yeah. No, you're right. That's a great class, though. It is. Uh, it's interesting the Steelers brought Washington in on Tuesday. I, I don't know. I'm enamored with him. Yeah, I mean, he's such a good blocker. I mean, you and I walked past him. It was like, whoa. I mean. He, it's a big uh, dude, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of – we've seen a lot of football players up close, and few of them look like that. I think he's a raw receiver, you know, but the Steelers don't need him to be a top three option next year, you know. I mean, well, that, and that's the thing. So, you know, yeah, they re, they you know they went out and resigned Zach Gentry, mm-hmm. but it was a one year deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've still got Connor Hayward, but he's probably going to be their fullback. And if he walked past us in the hall, we wouldn't have had the same. Oh, he actually, I actually yeah, did walk like past that. him yesterday. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's nothing against Connor Hayward. They couldn't be any different. They couldn't be any different. Gentry and Connor Hayward aren't any different. But Darnell, Darnell Washington, uh, he's the one guy of this group that, okay, if it's, if he's there at 32 or even 49, it depends on, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I get I mean, it because oh, yeah. he's, they like, the, they like that number two tight end to be, 
a big dude, a big a blocking tight end, line, battling yeah. Ravens and Bengals, and yeah, and he can do that and more. But he could be more than that, and more than that, right? Yeah. Again, Gentry, it's fine. We've seen that it works. But what if he ran a four or five? Right. You know. <laughs> right. Okay. You know. Um, an offensive tackle. He's got Pete Skronsky one. I always call him Pete Skronsky, not Peter. I wonder if he. I wonder if he likes to. If if that's something. Does he, does he have to be called Peter? Is it like his mom said? I always you, wonder that with some of the names. But yeah. I, I remember there was a, a kid that I coached in baseball. His name was Jonathan. And every once in a while, I'd call him John, and his mom would correct me. It's Jonathan. Yeah. I'm like. I, mean, I just no shorten. I shorten everybody's that. name when I'm when I'm coaching them. What's yeah? It's not. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you a lot worse things. <laughs> no one calls me Matthew, but I don't care one bit if they do. You know. Yeah. You know. Now I was because you do see that, and you know it better than I do. A lot of these, these guys get drafted, and they're like, everyone's been pronouncing my name wrong my whole life. Yeah, or, right. I don't really want to go by Peter. Please call me Pete. You know. Like, <laughs> Change my football card, you know. I didn't want to make a fuss during the draft, but you guys have been butchering my name the whole time, or you yeah. know, things like. That. It started when I was a freshman in college, and I wasn't allowed to talk to the media then, so nobody knew. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I was a two-star recruit, and they put Peter in the in the thing, and nobody calls me Peter. I'm Peter, yeah. you know, whatever it is, right? But I don't think uh, he's attacked either. He bumped him up to one. Yeah, moving Paris Johnson down. Yeah. Okay, I have some questions about Johnson and Jones. But I I would put Skaronsky with the interior guys. Uh, he has Broderick Jones three, Darnell Wright four, and Anton Harrison five. Yeah, I'm liking Harrison more than I did before. He's stronger, has heavier hands than I expected, and the Big Twelve so goofy. Like the more tape I watch on this guy, that it's RPO RPO. Or they're they're always going against three man defensive fronts. You know, yeah. like rarely is there this dude screaming off the edge like he's got to deal with in the in the league. But he handles it with ease. But man, I mean, the college game's so weird sometimes. That's just I, I can't get past that with some of the Big Twelve, yeah, players like that. It's, it's I always look at them as being finesse players. It's just so much space. Yeah, I mean, they're not. You, you just don't have that in the NFL. No, because you've got 22, 22 huge bodies in a, in a, you know, I mean, it looks like it's a huge space, but it's really yeah. not when you put 22 big men out there like that. No, they've covered as much ground as they do. And the hash marks don't give you that wide side. And the, even like the offensive line splits are so wide sometimes. And I mentioned the three man fronts. I mean, every team now is running a five man front and you know, the Eagle, everyone thinks the Eagles is a four, three team. They have five guys across the line of scrimmage like seven percent right. of the time. <laughs> and he's dealing with three of them, you know, and none you of them. Figure out who who you know who you're picking up. Yeah, right. But I like the player more and more just watching him do what he does, but it's not it, it's apples to oranges. I still like Bergeron was my number five. Mm, um, I yeah, just think he's a tremendous run blocker. Um, I like his physicality, thickness, yeah. strength. Whether he yeah. plays left or right, I, I don't care. He's done, but you know, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe yeah. he plays guard for you while he learns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, at guard, we got Osiris Torrance, Steve Avila, John Michael Schmitz, or these are the interior interior guys, I should say. Luke yeah, Whipler yeah. and Joe Tipman. Okay. That's I did Whipler in my top five. Yeah, that's a little different than my my top five. I think we both listed 
uh, Skaronsky right. inside. So that bumps yes. one guy off your list. Uh, I had Tipman as my number two. I think behind Torrance. I think I had it. I think I had him ahead of Torrance. If I didn't have him ahead of Torrance, they were two three. Um, and pulling it up, I know him. Oh, I had Cody Mock in there too. Yeah, I I, I hated leaving Avilia out, but I had Skaronsky, Michael Schmitz, Torrance, Tipman, Mock. This interior group's not bad. No, it's not. I, I like it more and more. Yeah, I mean, and, there's, and I there's dudes. Just, just this morning, I heard this about Mock is. He he snapped every day at practice of his college career. Like, he's very comfortable doing the center stuff. Never got a chance to do it because he was a tackle. You know, I mean, he was a tight end right. turn tackle. He can be a center. Yeah. It's he a it's an interesting group. He's just not – he doesn't have the, the base that some of these other like guys Mike, have. Michael Schmitz or – right. Yeah. yeah or yeah. Tipman or Avila or, you know, pick one. Oh, like, I think Avila is Avila – is, uh, 10-year starter, you know what I mean? Like, from day, I think, day one. I mean, I think every one of these guys on that top five list are – Yeah. These are you guys are all long-time starters. Like, I look at the Giants at the end of the first round. Like, as much as they run the ball, just give me any of those. Yeah. Two of them. Um, On the edge, he's got Will Anderson, number one. No surprise there. Tyree Wilson, two. Miles Murphy, three. Lucas Van Ness, four. Keon White, five. He bumped Murphy up two spots to three, up ahead of Van Ness and Keon White. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did. I had him there all the, the the entire time. I thought he would do well, and you know, when he finally got the chance to work out, he didn't just do well at his workout. Blew it up. He blew it up. Yeah. I mean, he, he's. I was way too low on him. Um, I I'd have a hard time passing on him at seventeen, to be very honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it's there. Not only did he blow up his, you know, he ran a four, what was it, four, five, three? Yeah. He did it at 200, and, I think it was 273 pounds. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He was listed at 268. So he right. actually got heavier for his workout and still ran in the four fives. And faster, and all his agility drills were phenomenal. I mean, like, and his tape is really good. I mean, he's yeah. a stud edge or you know, run defender. He has some inconsistencies, sure, but all these D linemen do. So he's young. He's really young. Like I rarely, rarely, rarely do mock drafts without you, to be honest with you. But I did like a week ago. And I with the intentions of what's it look like if they take Murphy at 17? And it worked out that way. And I posted it on Twitter. And of course, 85% of the people <laughs> He doesn't fit. He would be a third string guy here between behind High Smith and Watt. And and I'm like, you're looking at this all wrong. All you wrong. Yeah. All wrong. And I don't care. He doesn't have to turn into Aaron Smith to me. He doesn't have to skim down to be TJ Watt. Just I almost wrote an article this week about it. If the Steelers didn't trade for Robinson, I was going to write this article. And someday I will. That I almost don't care what defensive linemen, you know, of course they have to have a position and a responsibility every snap but all i want are apex predators you know like i use this example and i'm still kind of refining how i say it like oh we have a tiger based defense i have no use for a leopard or lion like shut <laughs> up you know, <laughs> you know I, I don't need that tiger shark i don't need that mako because we only want great whites or you know what i mean like yeah. give me every apex predator that's nasty as can be that's impossible to block and i'll figure it out Again, I don't I don't have to squint real hard 
to get Miles Murphy at 6'5", up to 285, 290 pounds. And if he doesn't, I don't care. But if he does, right. you know what I mean? I mean, that was that was always the issue. I, I go back to when the Steelers had Mike Vrabel. And yeah, one, year he's a, one year he's a defensive end. Uh, the next year, go ahead and lose 20 pounds. We want you to play outside linebacker. Then the next year, now we're going to bump you back to defensive end. Like, make up your mind. It just use the player. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, on second and 10, he's out there. On first and 10, he's out there. Sometimes he sits, you know, just keep rotating them in. Yeah. Find a guard that can't handle his length and line him up over that guy that week, you know, or a tackle that is a little slow-footed and line him up there that week. The one funny thing, I don't know if you know this, he's got tiny hands. (laughs) His eight and a half inch hands. He has these crazy long arms. He's six five, but he has tiny hands and doesn't really show up on tape. I mean, we had this conversation a year ago about tiny hands, but I, I found that kind of funny. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's it's strange. And you know, the 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 other three guys here on this list, uh, Van Ness and, and Keon White, the final three guys, all kind of the same type. Big White's a little bit white. White's the outlier there. He's two eighty five now. Yeah. But they're all kind of in that range of they're all six five, you know, two two seventy to two eighty five, and they just you just line them up and and I get it. In years past, the Steelers wouldn't have looked at those guys because they're four right. three defensive ends. I, I'm trying to train our listeners and readers that that stuff matters so much less now than it well, used. you're in your nickel or dime defense seventy five percent of the time. You're a four-man front or a five-man front, you know, whatever. I mean, I could play him all over the place. I just don't happen to like Van Ness that much, you know, but he's the same way. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I just prefer Murphy a great deal. Yeah, I do too. Big guys that are hard to block. Yep, I'm with you on that. And, and uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. At defensive tackle, he's got Jalen Carter one. He's bumped Kalijah Cansey up to his number two, moving Brian Brisset down to three. Maisie Smith, I, four. He's one of the few that I, I don't think Cansey does fit, though. I'm, I'm trying not to talk out of both sides of my right, mouth. Right, right. I mean, because of I, the length. He doesn't have the length. Yeah, the short arms worry me to no end. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're a D tackle, in this defense, you got to be able to take on special teams, you know, double teams. And I can't just have a designated pass rusher D tackle. Right, right. Pick. I mean, if it's a fifth round pick, sure, but you know. Yeah, that's a little different. He better be able to do more than just rush on passing downs. Yeah, because yeah. if because if Murphy can line up at a nine technique, a seven technique, a four I, you know, where I think. Kansas well, they did it with Leal last year. You know, when, when TJ, they did it with Leal last year when TJ Watt was out. Yeah. Leal was playing out essentially outside linebacker. He wasn't dropping in the coverage. Right, right, right. But he, but he was the out edge. there rushing the passer, setting the edge. Like, yeah. I don't think Kansi could do that. Murphy would be fine there and inside or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, Adebawari is his number five. I, I lumped him in my top five, too. I, 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 mean, I had Benton ahead of him. Did you? Yeah. I had Benton ahead of Maisie Smith, too, so. Yeah, I can see that. I, I'm not sure if I Benton in my top five or not. I must not have because I had Adebawari. And I think yeah. he, he was a just miss. Benton could be a stealer, though. Yeah, he, he definitely could be. And, and, you know, if you miss you miss on Brisset in the first round, you know, or at 32, if he happens to be available there. But I think Benton's a nice fallback mm-hmm. there if you want to add a uh, a defensive tackle. Um, 
his style will play in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are uh, – is Brian Bursay a classic nose tackle? No. No. Can he play nose tackle? Yes. Yeah. I would re- I would much rather take Brian Bursay and say, hey, Brian, you're going to play 15 snaps a game on the nose because, well, last year we, we had times where we put Cam Hayward on the nose, and we don't want to do that to Cam anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. I mean, he lined up more outside the tackle, which I, I thought was miscast, than he did on the nose. Yeah. But he can. You know, I mean, he's another one. Just is He's an interior defensive lineman. You know, between him and Joby and Cam, one of them can play the nose. And they have two dudes that are nose tackles, you know, that aren't dynamic, but they're sit there squatty nose tackle types. Yeah. Yeah. He'll play a lot of snaps as a rookie. At linebacker, he moved Nolan Smith to to off-ball linebacker, which I don't have a problem with. I think we both did that cheat code, too. Um, I didn't on my second go-round. I probably should have because I've talked about it enough that, mm-hmm. you know, I just kept him outside just because I wanted to get some more names onto the inside linebacker uh, spot. Uh, here's Drew Sanders, number one, followed by it. Nolan Smith. Do you have a preference for the – Steelers like I think those three I'll take Nolan Smith out of the equation I think Simpson Sanders Campbell are the top three true off the ball linebackers and all are dependent on what you're looking for like they're very different yeah yeah um I'm shocked Henley's not in his top five I think Henley's clearly the fourth true off the ball guy yeah yeah I think so as well um for me, I, I think to me, Drew Sanders is Lawrence Timmons with with better pass rush yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Simpson to me is more Kendrell Bell. Good comparison. Yeah, and then Campbell is kind of a combination. You know what? He's he's I think more of the modern day. Hey, I can do everything pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a great comp for him, but yeah, I don't either. I, because of that length. I mean, the length is right. unbelievable. I think he's a green dot guy. You know, I mean, I think he's a get everyone aligned. Campbell I mean, the, might be the closest thing for Campbell is Tremaine Edmonds. Except right, I, th- I think he's better than Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, Edmonds was so raw coming in the league. Where Campbell right. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, he's a much more finished product. And absolutely. yet Edmonds went in the first round and Campbell's probably going to go in the second. Because that's right. how that position is now valued. Like, I think Campbell wins a starting job before the first preseason game here. Not yeah. that the other yeah. wouldn't, but I think he, I would, I'm feel real good about that. Yeah, I, I would too. I, so I'm listening to NFL, uh, serious NFL today. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the, the Charlie uh, Weiss show. And they were talking about this inside linebacker group. And he was asked, uh, I think it was John Papa who who hosted it with him. And he asked him, or, or, or Weiss just offered it up on his own. He says, the question I would have for Drew Sanders is, why did he transfer mm-hmm. from Alabama to Arkansas? Now, he was mistaken about this for his senior year. Drew yeah, Sanders not, is still a junior, right. so he could have gone back to school this year. Right. He had a really good year, so he came out. To me, I think it's uh, – he wanted to play. He going to play. So, 
I heard this same conversation on a podcast this morning. It was actually Cosell. He was on with Ross Tucker. And he said, because he was talking highly of Sanders on the, on the podcast and said, remember, this guy's an off-the-ball linebacker for one year. And that's a position that takes a long time to learn. So he's way ahead of the curve from doing that. And this should shock no one. But Bama's edge rushers are Will Anderson, who's going to be a top three pick. And next year they got a guy who's just as good as Will Anderson. I don't yeah. I forget his name. You know, like, of course they do, you know? Yeah. And they may have just told him, hey, look, we're we're not going to move you inside because we got, you know, we have Henry Tutu there. We have, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. And, we, and you're good at rushing the passer. So you're our third dude. You're not a starter here. But yeah. you would be on 99% of the teams. And so he transfers to Arkansas. And the other the other thing about it is people forget about the NIL money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, you know, he can he say, hey, I'm going to go into the transfer portal and see what's out there. I, I'm the third guy. You know, I'm coming off the bench and playing 15 snaps a game at, at, at Alabama. But if mm -hmm. I go to Arkansas, this guy's offering me, I'm going to get $100,000 a year in, in NIL money. Yeah. As and a starter. My door two years ago to sign me. You know, I didn't do anything. I'm still the same player. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everyone transfers now. I, I don't call anybody out on transferring. No, I mean that's just that's that's just the reality of t today's college football and well college athletics. Period. Uh, guys transferring like that. Um, I I love Drew Sanders. I, I like his fit for the Steelers. Me too. Because of 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 how you know I think he kill, he would help kill two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Even if if he's the starter, okay, that's fine. But if he's not the starter, right, right, he's, he's my number one edge rusher coming off the bench, and I have a package for him with Watt yeah. and Smith and right, and it's not the same, but it's a little bit like my Miles Murphy rant. Like, give me really hard guys to block, right? You know, yeah. wherever I line up, you know, he, he's a he's hard to play against. It's kind of the way I looked at my number five guy on my inside backers list, and that was uh, Nate Herbig. Or Nick Herbig, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I look at him kind of the same way. Right, right. You know, they're both both of them know how to get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. They, you know, the only difference with Herbig is he's played outside. Although they did have him, you know, do linebacker drills at the combine and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's super athletic. I, I just, I think those guys, again, positionless football. Yeah, yeah. I could take that guy again. I, I brought up the chat. The Steelers taking Chad Brown and bumping him inside. And then later right, in right. his career, they bump him back outside, and you know he goes out and gets, uh, you know, fourteen and a half sacks or whatever it was. As long like, as guys are diligent workers and smart, you know, I mean, that that plays all day. And your defensive front's going to look a lot different against the Ravens than it is against the Bengals. You know what I mean? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, because of the teams in your own in your own division, yeah, you know, you're gonna ha you have to be able to to attack teams differently. You can't just go out there. Well, we run our four three or three four defense, and here it is. And you know, it's not yeah. it's not it's not two thousand and two anymore. And even in two thousand and two, you know, when when you tried to do that, yeah. the, the Patriots and, and Raiders came out and said, "Okay, you're gonna you're just gonna play with your three four defense. We're gonna go three wide receivers and just throw the football on you every single down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's your answer for Gronk? And you know, you yeah, know, of course, you know, no doubt. I mean, what Chiefs? I mean, Steelers played seven-man fronts against the Ravens at the end of the year. Sanders would be on the line of scrimmage there, you know? Yeah. You know, next to Watt or, you know, outside Highsmith.
or whatever. Uh, at cornerback, this is pretty. Yeah, it's kind of well. Yeah, there's a guy from Maryland not on here. That not on you. there. So he has Devin yeah. Witherspoon number one, Christian Gonzalez number two, Joey Porter number three, Cam Smith number four, Emmanuel Forbes number five. So yeah, uh, no uh, all over the board on Cam Smith. Yeah, I, I've seen you know a lot of a lot of uh, mock drafters or a lot of uh, analysts have him sliding down deeper. I still like him. Um, I like him too. I don't think I could use a first round pick on him. But no, I don't. I don't think I, I would do that. But it wouldn't surprise me if somebody did. He's zoned heavier than some of these other top corners. Yeah, which I love. You know, Forbes uh, is the guy to me that. I, I just I can't I have a hard time getting past 166 pounds, oh man! Because he's the tape is so good, and then I have to keep reminding myself that this dude's 166 pounds. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I feel like if if you pass on him, you might regret it for a long time. Yeah, if you take him, you might regret it for a long time. Kicking this guy in the field, you know. Yeah. So are you just happier if he goes somewhere else and he's not your problem? You know, I, I really have mixed feelings. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the, again, I love the ball skills. They're mm-hmm. elite. Um, but Tape's 166 great. pound corner, does that play in today's NFL? I don't, I don't think so, but right. Right. It, you know, he, he held up in the sec. Right. No, no question it's about not like he was, you know, not like he was playing, you know, in the, yeah. in the Mac. Right, right. You mentioned, I mean, it's unfair. You mentioned Golson earlier. They're not built the same at all. They may weigh the same, but yeah. Forbes is six one or whatever, super long arms. He's just very skinny. I would have banks over Smith and Forbes, though. I think so, too. Um, the thing that I would, if I were a team looking at Emmanuel Forbes, I want to take a look at his mom and dad. That's a huge recruiting thing. Like what a mom and dad are mom and dad super thin like that and they've that's just their genetics. Yeah, or, and you know, I know body composition stuff's come a long way. Where uh, this guy's still growing. I mean, I know they. I'm talking way below, you know, ahead of my pay grade, but I do know that things have changed. Where you measure their wrists and all this stuff and say he's probably still growing. Or boy, look how big mom and dad are. Maybe he's just a late bloomer physically or, yeah. or uh, <laughs> my, my buddy, Skip Raker, who I pledged with in my fraternity at UPJ, we used to get fine him 10 bucks if he wore shorts in the lobby because he was too skinny and he embarrassed all of us. And he could <laughs> eat 24 hours a day and wouldn't have got over 110 pounds. Skip's the best, but it was like, there's just some people that can't put on weight. There's just some people that can't put on weight. I will say this: Forbes is 22. He just turned 22. Okay. Um, you know, some guy again. People age a little differently. They they develop a little differently. You know, maybe he hits. You, you talk to mom and dad, and dad was the same size. That I have a friend that that uh, he when he was a senior in high school, he was six foot three and wrestled at 98 pounds. Or wow. he, I'm sorry, he was six one uh, and wrestled 98 pounds. Uh, by the time he graduated college, he was six three and you know, one hundred and eighty pounds. Wow! Yeah, you know, some again, some people just develop differently. Um, my brother in law, my brother in law is six five, has lived off of almost exclusively 
Copenhagen, Coors Light, and McDonald's, and I think he weighs 125. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be 400 pounds. <laughs> the safety position, Matt, and this is one I, – I, I like this group. Uh, again, I think because of the way the position is now valued, maybe some of these guys get pushed down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has Brian Branch one, Antonio Johnson two, Jordan Battle Pretty three. Si- yeah, yeah. Sidney Brown four, Jair Brown five. Um, Battle didn't make my top five, but he just missed. Same. Again, love the player, but uh, you know, I just love both Illinois safeties. I do too, and you know, I. I I, I don't understand how you can't have uh Quez uh Quan or I'm sorry, Quan uh yeah yeah on this list. Unless you call him a corner. Well, that would be the that would be the difference. And some people do that. And I get that. And I, mean, I get I, that he, because he is athletic enough to play corner. And he probably wouldn't be in my top five corners, but he was my two safety. Yeah, mine as well. And um that's Quan Martin, by the way, for if for people wondering. Um right. I just think he's he's a dynamic player. Again, positionless football. I'd have absolutely if the Steelers took him at forty nine, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't not only have a not not have a problem with it, I would love it. At forty nine, yes, I agree. I, I don't think he's in my top thirty two. Any way you cut it, but kind of like the Drew Sanders conversation. Like he can be a corner. Probably don't want to be a corner, but I know he's a slot. He might be Minka's backup if he gets hurt when you have two safeties out there. He's certainly a big nickel guy. Like, positionless football. I mean, that's... that's I think there's... I, I, I've compared him to DeMonte KZ a little bit. The better comparison yeah. might be Cam Sutton. I think he's longer than both of them and more athletic than both of them. Right. Certainly wise And he takes the football away and he's played... You know, he's, he's played all over the defense at Illinois. And, you know, he's a really good pass defense. Like, yeah, he's going, sign me up for that guy. Yeah, he's going the second round. He just brings too much to the table. Right, right. And I realize, yeah. you know, you, you got Cam Sutton in the third round uh, back in 2017, but, you know, he didn't run as well as this guy. He no, didn't, you know. Quite as big either. Yeah. That was all really good corner draft, too. I remember when they took Sutton saying, most years he goes higher than this. Yeah. So, to, to me, I, I just look at Martin and I think – this is a guy that that I want I I want to do business with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can find something to do with him. I'm sure he's good on special teams. I mean, but that's down the list of what I want him for. He's going to be a major contributor in this defense. Yeah, that was uh, Bucky Brooks updated top fives at each position. And well, this if things work out correctly for the Steelers, mm-hmm. they should get at least two, possibly three of those guys. Oh, very possibly, yeah. I mean, there's going to the be way this draft works out. A lot of names that weren't listed that'll get drafted in the top three rounds or in the top two rounds. You know. Yeah. So again, that's why this is such a a fascinating draft, and uh, wouldn't surprise me given what the Steelers have done if they try to uh, acquire a couple more picks in those uh, mid mid to mid problem? late rounds. Like this is a bigger late project. day two, some somewhere in day two and maybe early day three pick. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they try to acquire something there. I just don't know how many more 
roster spots are available on this team. Well, that's the problem too. Yeah, they're starting to. Fill but out. a lot of these contracts that they gave out in this yeah. offseason are easy to get out of. They're easy to get out of, and right, and there, there's players you're not going to mind that leave the team a year from now, and they'll bring you back comp picks and. Not yeah. only, but you know, when you have these veteran guys like that on your roster, and then you get into training camp, and another team has an injury, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. trade those guys. You can trade those guys, and people get hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, you know. Hey, you can uh, subscribe now to the drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, We're going to be back with segment three right after this.